Hey guys, welcome to a new episode of Coming Sports Podcast. Today we'll be talking about um, trades, updates, and the past college football games that we had. Um, we also have some new trades going on in the NBA. You know, we have RJ Barrett went to the Knicks. I mean, RJ Barrett went to the Raptors, and OJ Nobly went to the Knicks and for a couple of trades. And we also have some good trades going on in Today, I just want to talk about some of the good college football games we had this weekend, man. We had some very, very good football, and it kind of took me from storm besides the only team that I expected to lose, and we actually did get our ass kicked. If you listen to my last episode, I said that my biased answer was going to be Florida State, but I knew that Georgia was going to win, and not only did they win, they kicked our ass, so, man, we have to we have to do better, but uh, we picked up um the new quarterback from Oregon state he is to transfer he's come he coming to florida state i don't know how to say his name his name is kind of funky and weird um, it, it's just uh, I, let me look it up so i can make sure i say it right because this is is so weird man i don't know what's up with these um, football players having the most weirdest names ever bro it is always happened his name is dj ugalali if I'm saying it right, DJ Ugalali, he went to Oregon State, and Oregon State was pretty good. They wouldn't do bad. I think they were number 12 in their division. They didn't do absolutely bad. And I'm pretty sure they beat some pretty good um, college football teams too. Um, I, I'm not sure what. Let me see. I'm gonna type it in and see how see what good teams did they beat. Um, not Oregon, Oregon State, Lord. I know it wasn't really that bad. There we go. I knew it wasn't that bad, but I knew it was a pretty good team. They beat Colorado. I mean, Colorado was never really good to me. They were just an overhyped team. It wasn't that bad. Um, Washington only beat them by two points. That's to take note. Notre Dame kicked their ass. And they beat California. They lost to Washington State. That's terrible. But I really didn't see. Okay, they beat Florida in a Las Vegas Bowl. They kicked Stanford ass 62 to 17. And the Oregon kicked Oregon State ass. So they go hand in hand. But I feel like with him coming to Florida State with the weapons we have and with the defense we have, I feel like we could do really good. Um, even if Keenan Cole does leave, I feel like we still have opportunity of that. But let's get into these to these, these other college games that happened yesterday, man. What do you guys think about that? What Texas and Washington and Alabama? Alabama and Michigan, bro. Those games was ridiculous. Like it was, it was crazy, bro. That the, the Alabama and Michigan with the overtime and and as I came in, and I've once and I said this plenty of times on the podcast. I said, man, Jalen Monroe. I don't feel like he's a good quarterback. Like he he doesn't. I've even with that bad with that bad start he had. I knew that he wasn't gonna just be like emerge and just be this god like god like quarterback that everybody was hoping for and. Let's be honest, Alabama has never been known for their quarterback quarterbacks. Like I think the best that I've seen is probably Tua and Jalen Hurts. And and what those guys do in the league is pretty elite. But other than that, I really can't name a quarterback really on top of my head where I was like he just went to the league and just killed perform at a high level that Hurts and Tua is, is doing right now. Cause you could arguably say that those are like every year they're in a race of like um either and contenders for the Super Bowl or MVP trophies or, you know, they, they're doing something that's phenomenal out there. So 
shout out to those guys in Alabama. But Jalen Monroe, he played, he didn't play very good. They rely on his legs too, too much. And all Michigan really had to do was just force Jalen Monroe to throw, which which they was doing. Like they was they and they did a hell of a good job forcing him to throw. He only threw for 116 yards, 16 for 23. Those those games are not going to win you um, any football games. He didn't have any turnovers, which is a good thing. He he had zero interceptions. So I mean that's not that's not bad. But as a quarterback, you know I've I've preached this. This is what I'm like. My my um thing that I preach a lot is saying that in order to win football games and anything, you have to have a good quarterback. Your quarterback is the head of the team. He can't do turnovers. He has to throw touchdowns. No matter how good your defense or offense is, I've always preached that you must have a great, great, great quarterback in order to win football games. And that's exactly what Michigan did. Michigan, they took the W, man. Even though I had Alabama winning because. Of only only because of what Jalen Murray can do with his legs, but Michigan just Michigan came up with a game plan and they executed. Man, that running back played a hell of a good game. Um, Blake Corium, even with um the running back being injured, then I feel like they played a really good game. And he had 19 carries, 83 yards, and one touchdown. He averaged 4.4 yards a carry. That's pretty. That's pretty damn good for a running back. In, in a stage game like this and JJ McCarthy played his heart out too he played his ass off for three touchdowns 221 passing yards that's super good bro like he did really really good out there man that was a good overall game I feel like on both sides you could really uh, applaud both sides but if it when it when it came down to like who won in overtime and those small little plays that counted it was because Michigan just made that extra inch effort Every time that Jalen Monroe set back and he tried to run the ball, they it was there, man, and they locked the receivers up because they know his arm. Like they, they basically was saying, you know what, you're gonna have to beat me with my arms. Like he was the second rushing leader in in that game, Be, right behind Jason McClain. Jason McClain had 87 rushing yards with two touchdowns, and Jalen Monroe had more carries than him by seven carries. Jace had 14, Jalen had 21, and he and he rushed for 63 yards. The highest receiving yards is 47 yards. Isaiah Bond, and then Jermaine Bur- um, Burton only had 21 receiving yards. So you can't do that. Not again. Not a team against Michigan like that. So that's that's my overall game recap. I feel like that game was a very good game, but I feel like what happened with Alabama, they relied on Jalen Monroe legs too too much, and that's what cost them to, you know, fortunately take the L. And I knew I had to. I took the over on, on um, Alabama. But hey, you win some, you lose some. Next game, let's talk about this Washington and Texas game, bro. What do you guys think about that? That game was phenomenal. Like, oh man, I feel like I could have watched that game on replay if I wanted to. And like I said, it just came down to those small plays, man. I just love these games so much, bro, because they're just so intense and the. In the the building just be there. Now this game was a lot better than watching Michigan and um Alabama game because I was actually seeing football getting thrown, people catching the passes, a lot of rushing. You know, they're playing some very very good football out there, man. And I was and I was rooting for Texas because you know uh, I'm 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 not from Texas. I'm from Florida, but I lived in Texas damn near half my years in Florida and half my years in Texas. So I'm I'm on both sides. But I was rooting for Texas. And 
Texas, oh man, I I took I took y'all to over two, but it's crazy how it comes to it comes to games like this. One game was an overtime, then this game was off a touchdown because of a sloppy fumble, um, and it hurts, man. That it just, oh. and but let's watch. Um, Michael Penix been playing, hey man, hey that man is gonna be dangerous. I'm telling you, that man is gonna be dangerous. He threw for 430 yards, two touchdowns, two. Of his receivers got over a hundred plus receiving yards. Rome on on dues, six receptions, 125 yards, average 20 yards per carry. Jalen Polk, five receptions, 122 yards, average 24.4 average yards per reception, and he had a tutty. So that was that was a good game. And this man threw for 430 passing yards, two touchdowns, like. That's damn near almost 500 yards, dude. Like, that's crazy. But, you know, it's crazy. He's, he's been doing that the whole year. So, it's not as, you know, as surprising. But it's just in a game like this where the intensity, you're the last last game of the Sugar Bowl, last game of college football that night, all lights, even the game. even Alabama, I'm pretty sure Alabama was watching this game. The losers, Michigan. I know definitely Michigan was watching this game. I know everybody was watching this game. And to come out there and throw for 430 passing yards with two touchdowns is crazy. And only had nine incomplete passes out of his 38, and he completed 29 passes. That is phenomenal, man. And then not only that, he won the football game. Like, this man is a dog. He is a beast and i can't wait till he get drafted in in college man not in college in the nfl i have friends talking about oh his um his 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 feet gotta be set or he's take too slow to wind up to throw the ball and stuff like that. i'm just like man if you get this man a, a a line even though getting drafted out of college and coming into the nfl you know they kind of give you like the most fucked up situation by giving you the worst shittiest line ever just look at Bryce Young, for example, and even sometimes the Bengals have struggled. The Bengals have been struggling with that issue, but those are just my two examples of just teams that just ain't been, you know, really been very good blockers for their quarterback, especially with the Panthers. Um, I hope Bryce Young, hopefully he gets um, some better blocking skills, some better blocking people on his team because um, they're not looking too good. But let's go to Texas, man. Texas, 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 Texas. It just came down to those turnovers, man. Them turnovers, especially the the, the one where he fumbled. Um, when he ran, he ran to his own teammate. Oh man, that that that's another small thing we could add on to there. That that if we would have not fumbled that football right there, we Texas would have came out with the W, especially losing by six. But Quinn Errors, he did his thing. Um. He started off kind of slow, I think, by halftime. I think he only had like 93 passing yards. And then kind of second half, he kind of picked it up. Um, out of 43 passes, he only completed 24. It's not the best, but those those are probably like the three and outs that he had and the, the stops and just, you know, the team wasn't functioning. And I think that happened in the first half. The first half, they wasn't really clicking on like that until like second half. And this is when they start picking up their feet. And people will start getting more more touches. Um, the three running, two running backs did a pretty good um, job. Even with um, Quinn Edwards had to pick up his feet a little bit. He was the third in um, team rushing that game. He had uh, eight carries, 54 rushing yards, six six point eight eight yards a carry average. Um, 
CJ Baxter, Jaden Blue, hey, they did their thing. Um, nine, they both had nine carries. Baxter had 64, 64 rushing yards to Jaden Blue, 59. So five yards extra, not nothing too crazy. CJ Baxter averaged 7.1 average yards per carry. Both running backs had a touchdown. Um, Byron Murphy ended up getting like a um, garbage yard touchdown, but it's fine. We'll take it. But it all just came down to these rushing um, rushing touchdowns and the fumble. And Q and Aaron threw for one touchdown. So, like I said, it just came down to one of those games where it it was just by the inch, man. And you know, you just have to make those smart plays in order to win to win games. And yeah, man, shout out to Washington. They earned it. So now we, we will be seeing Washington versus um, Michigan in the college football finals on January sixth. Seventh? Let me double check that. I know it's one of those. I know it's one of those dates. Oh. Let's see. Oh, come on. Nope. Yeah, so. I cannot find it. It's weird. It was just popping up, and then all of a sudden, it just it just came. Okay, so uh, January eighth. Sorry, January eighth, Monday at four thirty Pacific time. So if you guys on the east, I think that's like seven thirty Central, six thirty West, four thirty. So make sure you guys tune into that game. Who I got winning it all? I got Washington. Well, I feel like Washington's gonna take it home. I feel like this is the perfect chance for them to win it. To win it. Um <laughs> I know my other guesses was terrible, but I think Washington's gonna end up taking this game. I'm gonna be honest with you. And yeah, that's gonna be really interesting. So now we gotta talk about this Florida State. Oh man, let's I had to save this for last because oh man, what a what what a beatdown we received, man. We I turned the game off after halftime. It was so hard for me to watch. It was watching my eyes bleed. And I wanted to win this game so bad because it was it was just to say, you know, we still got it. We still could do it without Jordan Travis. And I wanted just to win it. At least let it be close. But anything could anything could have happened to this game. Besides the one thing that I didn't want to happen, and that was a fucking blowout. We got our ass whipped. It was embarrassing. Like, like, some, like you ever, you, your parents ever whipped you because you didn't did something bad to embarrass them? That's how bad this ass whooping was. It was atrocious. Man, we could, we was turning the ball over. We couldn't. It was like JV versus Varsity. We couldn't score a touchdown. Like, it was bad, man. Like, Georgia put the beat down on us, and now everybody was saying, oh, well, oh, Clement was whining that that uh, Florida State wasn't in the college football top four final. Now you get to see. Now you get to see. And I'm just like, shut up. Shut up. Please let me suffer in peace. My team got whooped. Man, we had two. Brock Glenn had two interceptions. Nine for 26. Only threw for 139 passing yards. 
That's terrible. We couldn't even run the ball. We had eight carries. We had, hold on, 16, eight. What is that? 18, 20, 24. We had 26 carries, right? We had 26 carries as a team. And we, damn near, we even, we got below 100 rushing yards. We barely was topping 70 rushing yards out of three, six running backs. No, five running backs that touched the ball, including our run, our quarterback that got sacked. Every time he had four carries for negative nine, 2.2. We couldn't do shit with the pass rush defense. The pass rush defense was getting it. We couldn't do nothing. We was out there the whole entire time on defense. We damn near got 100 tackles. <laughs> 100 tackles for for 100 games every time they ran the ball because of how much time our defense was out there. Uh, we had Ken Coleman even played, that, I'm, I'm, which I'm happy he didn't. And if he did, I didn't see him out there, which I'm happy I didn't see, see him out there because, man, Keaton Poulter only had four receptions, 84 yards. Right after that, our next highest receiving yards with 38 were only two receptions, man. We had 10 receptions as the team. We couldn't move the fucking football at all. Sorry for cussing. It is terrible. Georgia teared us apart. In fact, they teared us apart so bad, they subbed in the back end. They subbed in the fucking back end quarterback. The backup quarterback to come in the game because of how atrocious his ass whooping was. It was so bad. Carson Black only had six in no five incomplete passes. And he threw for 203 passing yards with two touchdowns. And out of that whole game, you mean to tell me our defense only let this man incomplete five passes? They didn't even need to run the ball. Everybody was catching the ball. Everyone, even people I've never heard of that even haven't got clocked, was catching the ball. They didn't even have to run. I mean, they didn't even have to pass the ball. Everybody was running it. Look, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. 11 people got the toting on our ass, man. They got the toting like we done stole something. But hold up. There's more. There's four running backs that damn near run 50 yard plus and average six and a half yards per carry against us. We couldn't tackle. Kendall Milton, nine carries, 104 yards, 11.6 average yards per carry. Two touchdowns. Roger Robertson, never heard of him. The second, seven carries, 70 yards, averaged 10.0 yards per carry. No touchdown. But hold up. There's more. Dijon Edwards, seven carries, 62 yards, averaged 8.9 yards per carry. But he also got two touchdowns. But hold up. There's more. Gunnar Stockton, seven carries. 46 yards, average 6.6 yards per carry. I don't know for any of y'all that, that don't watch football, right? But you get 10 yards per first down. So, an average, if you average anything damn near, I'll say 4 point anything average yards per carry, you're doing phenomenal. 5 plus, that's 8 plus. That means it only takes you two times, two carries, to get a first down. There's 100 yards, right? So, do the math. How many yards you have to fucking carry per carry just to get a first down if you're averaging 5.5 damn near every time you touch the fucking football? It was bad to watch. But let me go back. Where did I lift off at? Gunnar Stockton. 
And I think I already said it. But hold up, there's more. But if I didn't say go to stock, the fuck that. I'm going to say it again. Seven carries, 46 yards, 6.6 yards per carry. No touchdowns. Next, Cash Jones, five carries, 32 rushing yards, average 6.4 yards per carry. Lade McConney, he only had one carry, and he ran that bitch for 27 yards. And he also got a touchdown. But wait, there's more. Andrew Paul, three carries. 21 yards, 7 yards per carry. Jackson Machamp, 1 carry, 14 yards. Every person that touched the ball ran down the fucking gut. It was terrible. Don't even get me started receiving it. <sighs> My mouth is actually dry from all this fucking yelling. Um, it was bad. They punted the ball, I think, once. <sighs> it was so bad to watch. It was so bad to watch. It was so bad to watch. No. All right, man. Let's. Those college football games was crazy yesterday, man. But, hey, man, make sure you guys tune in January 8th for the last finals of college football. I'm I'm rocking with Washington. I think Washington is going to take it all. I mean, I can't be wrong because you know if Michigan, when you know how Michigan fans going to get, they just going to feel like they're on top of the world. All of a sudden, I feel like when – I think if Michigan football wins college football, it's going to be a time of error now where, like, we're going to see – where Michigan slowly climbs over the top of sports. All of a sudden, Detroit Pistons, even do, even how bad they're doing, all of a sudden, I guarantee, like, the next two years, they will, they will find a way to just, I don't know, be in a conversation of maybe wanting a chip, for God's sake, if Michigan wins, right? Because it's just this, it's just how it goes when when you when 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 one team wins and then it kind of slowly trends up, right? So. If Michigan wins, then you know I feel like that's I feel like that's more than than just Michigan wins. I feel like all those teams up top, like Detroit, uh, Michigan, um, you know whatever fucking team they got up there up north. All of a sudden, Chicago Bears might even fuck around, beat the Packers, beat my team. All of a sudden, the Patriots might all of a sudden become good. The team of the north, all of a sudden, probably gonna feel like you know they're they're back up top because now. You know, the teams that's running the NFL and running all these sports is the South. You know, you know how we get. But let's go jump into the NBA, man. Let's jump to the NBA with OG Anobly and RJ Barrett. How you guys think about those matchups? What you think about those trades? Um, the trades, to me, honestly, I feel like the Knicks kind of gave up a little bit too much. I feel like RJ Barrett and OG Anobly was a fair trade both like they could have just went hand in hand, but the fact that the Knicks gave them RJ Barrett and Emmanuel quickly and some picks for an OG Nobly that's just been like averaging like 13, 12 points. I mean, he he does bring defense on the other side, defense and rebounding, and he's a solid. I won't call him a two way because I mean he could score the ball, but he's like he's a solid three. Like he he's a solid small forward. He no point guard, no shooting guard, no power forward, no center. He's just a strictly three third grind and dirty and in the dirt he's a strictly three rj barrett i feel like he's still trying to find his game i still feel like he doesn't f- able to find his game yet i thought his shooting as 
I thought his shooting will get better as as the years progress, but he hasn't really showed anything besides him still breaking the ball off. Like he's still can attack the basket, but he has his nights where I'm just like, man, like, like, are you, why are you still performing like this? Why are you still performing like this? Like you should be, you should be where Zion Williams is doing right now. Even though Zion Williams ass can't stay healthy, but you know, you know when he's on the floor, I feel he he does makes a um a different impact on teams because of his presence. But this was the trade, right? So RJ Barry made quickly in 2024 second pick to the Raptors for they was and they also got what is this Princess of Chihuahua and Michael Flynn in the deal have been pushing nobly significantly. But that was, I feel like that was in the trade talk, but I don't feel like that trade talk went. I don't think that fully trade went through, but just what OG Nolan, RJ Barrett, and Emmanuel Quickly. Emmanuel Quickly is super underrated because the only reason he's overrated because he didn't start with the Knicks. Jalen Brunson was over there performing at a high phenomenal level. I think he averaged like 26 points, and Emmanuel Quickly would come off the bench and average 13 points. I think he averaged 13 in the season, and now he's a starting point guard for the Raptors. So the Raptors, to me, want to trade. Um, I also like Emmanuel Quickly of his scoring ability. He might not have the best defense out there, but at least he could score the ball, and he doesn't really need the best defense um because of what they they have but of course you got to play some sort of defense but he don't have the best but giving up og nobly was a big um it kind of like took a hit on their defense a little bit because of his perimeter defense and what he could do without the ball in his hands um but they have rj bear rj bear is pretty decent outside because of his size he could guard the perimeter because it's just simply his size and he can make he can make some buckets too but um, my only question is about him is his shooting. His shooting still haven't come up to par yet. It's still still struggling. I can't tell you how many times I took the over on him and he hasn't done anything. And he has yet to prove anything yet to me in my eyes. But um, I feel like the Raptors definitely, definitely won that trade. Because they got just some fact that they got quickly. I feel like that was the upside. I feel like OJ Nobi and RJ Barrett kind of was like the offset. And not only that, they also got some picks too in the second round. And second round picks is not that bad. I'm not going to lie. Second round picks is not bad. Second round picks is still like you could hoop hoop. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like second round picks means you can hoop hoop. So um, I will be making another, another episode next week. I'll be talking about um, upcoming trades and. Let's see what OG Anobly and RJ Barry do throughout the season. Um, this should be a very interesting trade and also on um, trade updates. And I'll be making a podcast right after the college football games and let you guys know what I think um what happened. Um I'm telling you guys to take the over on Washington. I feel like Washington is gonna take it all. Um don't call me on it, but I'm pretty confident I probably could bet my last to my last dollar. But you know, I'll my take my money and bet on Washington because I don't want to put that that out there and all of a sudden people hey Clement spend my last dollar and I'm broke and now I can't feed my family and, and, and do all this stuff. I don't want to be a reason for all that, you know. But I will take the over on Washington. That is my final guess. Make sure you guys check out those other episodes. I really appreciate all the love from not getting and feedback that i'm getting man i really appreciate it um make sure you guys check out my other episodes again and um see you guys next week thank you for listening